0: Binge the full week of the Ray Taylor Show ad free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. This is the Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to the Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge, or want to know if that blockbuster is worth a trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the twenty, the two thousand film battle royale. I specifically watched the special edition, which I own on Apple TV, through Apple TV. I haven't watched this movie in forever. And I don't even know when I bought this movie, but I was very pleased to find out that it is in, uh, that it was already purchased and in my library. So I was very excited because I was already planning on watching this movie as well as next week. I will be talking about the Battle Royale 2 that came out which i didn't even know there was a sequel to this movie um but looking forward to it this movie specifically battle royale from 2000 was directed by kinji fukusaki Fukusaku. um the writers are let me apologize in advance for absolutely brutalizing my attempt to pronounce these names uh, but I'm going to try and uh, pronounce the names of the writers and the stars of this movie. Uh, this movie is written by uh, Kaoshun Takami, uh, Kenta Fukasaku. Uh, the stars of this movie are Tatsuya uh, Fajiwara, Maki Maeda, and Taro Yamamoto. Yamamoto. I think I did mostly not horrible uh the idea of this movie the summer plot summary in the future the japanese government captures a class of ninth grade students and forces them to kill each other under the revolutionary quote-unquote battle royale act uh overall i think this is a great movie an absolutely brutal movie obviously you're watching children kill each other Uh, And it's uh, also really great performances by these kids in this movie. Great kind of an action movie, almost like a war movie as well. Uh, Far better than what was the American young adult novel version, The Hunger Games, which I previously reviewed, uh, which I did not like and uh, made me want to watch this movie as well as the follow up. As almost a palate cleanser, because I knew they would be better than the uh, American version. (coughs) Uh, Excuse my coughing. I am still sick. Trying to get through this. Uh, This movie kind of takes place. It sets everything up at the beginning. It's the dawn of the millennium. Uh, The nation has collapsed in Japan, 15% unemployment, 10 million people are out of work, Uh, 100,000 students boycott school, juvenile crime rates soar, and fearing the youth, uh, the people pass a Millennium Education Reform Act, aka the Battle Royale Act. one school is chosen the winner of the last battle royale we see there's like a parade was this girl uh who has this very creepy smile as she's covered in blood with braces um that battle lasted two days seven hours and 44 minutes and as i said she was covered in blood holding on to a dolly and she has uh braces showing as she gives a very evil smile so the setup of this movie uh that is now kind of a common feature on many first person shooters as well as third person shooters like call of duty and fortnite obviously battle royale mode uh aspects of this clearly inspired and were directly copied by the hunger games novels and movies uh, but in many ways, it's not far from uh, what kids in America in 2023 are dealing with. Uh, sadly, for those that don't like to hear me compare what I'm talking about to what's really going on in the United States, uh, I apologize, but here we go. Uh, because it's, it's unex- I mean, you're watching a movie about kids killing each other. And you would kind of think that maybe that would be tough to watch, especially in 2023, where there are mass shootings at schools almost daily. Almost daily, right? But I think this movie brings up some very important things. It really highlights a lot of things that I think are important to know and important to keep in mind, especially considering the reality that we're in, right? Uh, But... It, it, in a lot of ways this movie isn't far from the reality we're living in maybe not directly in the same way as in this movie right like America the government isn't directly taking a group of like 45 kids and shipping them off to an island forcing them to kill each other right that's not what am, the American government's doing like in this movie right not directly however you do have a country where the government, because of uh, a demographic of the people, a percentage of the people, and mostly the uh, a percentage of the politicians who are funded by people who directly profit from the sale of firearms are preventing things from happening. But we do live in a government regardless that allows in many ways this this like like they in many cases actively enable the slaughter of children right they may not be shipping them off to an island to kill each other but they are doing nothing to stop the fact that on a regular basis kids are getting killed by other kids right it may not be framed in the exact same way as this movie, but the reality is we are living in a time where kids are using weapons to kill other kids at a very high rate. And the government is doing very little to nothing to do it. Right, Letting children have legal access to tools that are specifically designed to end life. Right, You have, in some cases... Even warning signs of kids who are planning on committing these atrocities just completely ignored by authorities. And in other cases, you have hundreds of armed law enforcement officers not only doing nothing to stop a shooter for over an hour, but actively stopping every single person that is trying to interfere. So it's not as organized and up front and on the nose as this movie, but the body count in reality, in 2023 America, the amount of children that are killing themselves, killing each other and allowed to do so, openly encouraged and, 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 and enabled to do so, I would say the body count is far higher Than this movie where you have 45 kids, right? They do the games once a year, 45 kids, kids die, right? Like if we could, if we could choose to live in a reality where our current setup exists, where far more than 45 kids are dying every year due to gun gun violence, or we could trade in this dystopian nightmare that is Battle Royale where the government would actively take kids to an island and force them to kill each other where only one would remain. And it was only 45 kids a year. There would be less kids dying, sadly. There would be less kids dying in the dystopian nightmare that would be the reality of this movie. So it is so sad that we live in a reality... Where far more kids are dying in a a normal situation than in some dystopian nightmare where the government is actively doing it. It is sad that in this movie, the reality of this movie, kids would actually be safer. It's insane. So just one of the things that, because you can't help but think of those things when you're watching this movie, you're seeing kids kill kids, which is something that you don't see depicted in movies. Like even kids in like in, in the hunger games, they weren't really kids. They were like all in their twenties. You weren't seeing kids killing kids, even though it was supposed to be, you don't really see that in, you know, war movies, most war movies. They have like, even though a lot of kids, the people that go fight wars are night, 18, 19, they're young and in movies you see you know vin diesel and tom hanks and and matt damon like you're not seeing children you're seeing like old dudes so this movie shines a light on how ridiculous it is that this movie depicts a smaller body count than what actually exists in the reality of the United States in 2023 all in order to for gun manufacturers to maintain their profits. That's that's the like the care of gun manufacturers profits is far more valuable To the American government than the lives of children that are lost on a regular basis like that that is the that is what they choose to protect in this country gun manufacturers not children they pretend to not care about children but the things that they think are damaging children are completely fabricated made up versus their number one reason kids die in this country, which is gun, gun, uh, deaths, gun violence anyway. Uh, so it, it you know, this movie also, forces you to watch the reality of what it looks like for kids to kill kids and to see how these kids in, in this situation act and react and to see how maybe arming everybody isn't at all a plausible or, or valid way to solve anything ever, whether it's arming children or arming adults. Adding more of the problem to a situation doesn't eliminate the problem. Adding more water doesn't save people from drowning. And you see the reality of what happens when scared people have guns. Because not everybody's John Wick in a moment of insane pressure When you're seeing friends and loved ones and teachers and people you know dying around you, you are not all of a sudden John Wick and have like an expert marksman all of a sudden. You don't have the the clarity of mind so often trained professionals aren't able to function properly in high pressure situations yet there's this delusional idea that people who own guns are magically one not going to get shot as if guns stop you from bullets hitting you right they don't stop you from being shot they just allow you to end another life the idea is that you will be able to end somebody's life before they end your life the problem is Ending the life shouldn't be as easy as guns make it. Your ability to curl a finger shouldn't be the only prerequisite for ending a human life. It should be more difficult. We should probably value what we are doing here as humans more than allowing the ability for babies to be able to use a tool to end a life. Like, it is absurd. It is ridiculous. And this movie, all of this, watching this movie, I can't help but think about those things. Aside from that, this also has characters, like, that you root for, that you sympathize with. Uh, Also, you see their intentions and motivations. You see the many different ways people are trying to deal with this situation that they are, uh, are put in, right? Trying to survive, Trying to be nonviolent, trying to form alliances, right, in ways that feel authentic, in ways that feel real, and the many ways those things play out feels very true as well. So I enjoy how this movie, uh, the the setup and the premise of this movie allows to see kind of an exploration into hu- humanity and what humanity would like to do in given this situation. Versus some other type of movie that was released that I recently reviewed that does none of those things. Let's take a quick break right now to talk about, are you a fan of original artwork and live events? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor and the weekly live stream over at YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. This ongoing series explores the endless possibilities of the human face through abstract ink paintings on paper, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Join me every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time as I paint live. Follow the Many Faces series and discover the endless possibilities of the human face. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of the action and own a piece of original artwork by me, Ray Taylor. Head to YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder every Thursday to catch the live stream and visit inspiredisorder.com to browse and purchase the Many Faces artwork. And now let's get back to the show. There is a little bit of a love story as well, and just a small whisper of a love story in this, a little whisper of a love triangle of sorts, but definitely not trying to force it in any way, not something that is a massive aspect of the movie, just one of many of the ingredients that make up this entire movie that has many ingredients of many characters that have many different kind of things going on. You also get to see what these kids were like before. There's flashbacks. In some ways this movie plays like a war film, right? Obviously, uh, where in most wars people on the ground are children, 18, 19-year-old kids that are, you know, usually not depicted in movies, right? That show like I said earlier, uh, 20s, 30s, 40s. You know, Matt Damon wasn't an 18-year-old in Saving Private Ryan. Right Most of the people in Saving Private Ryan aren't children that were dying, but in the reality of those situations, it was mostly children dying in those situations. In most movies, like The Hunger Games don't depict these people that are supposed to be children dying as children dying, so we don't we don't have that actual feeling of seeing what it's like where this movie, you do get that. it shows a mirror of how absolutely and when you see it children doing it it shows how absolutely disgusting violence is because we've gotten so numb to seeing adults cause violence and so used to seeing adults cause violence that when you see violence being done by a child and being you know harmed by violence because all of these kids are also dying left and right it is far more impactful There was an aspect of this movie towards the end that was a little bit confusing, which I'll kind of dig into that in spoilers. Um, kind of seems a bit ambiguous. Not sure kind of what's the intention. If, if it's intentional, intentionally ambiguous or if it's like maybe I, I could have easily missed something, absolutely could have missed something and j- just I lost in translation. Um, but either way, I do want to get into spoilers of this movie and talk about specifics. So uh, if you haven't seen Battle Royale, I would highly recommend checking it out. Um, it is a great movie. It will force you to be confronted with the the reality of what it's like for kids in America to go to school. <laughs> in, in many ways. It is, it's sad that kids in America are more likely to deal with these tragedies far more than the reality of this movie right because it's just 45 kids Uh, versus america any kid at any school at any time could be faced with a warlike situation where their their best friend could be executed right next to them you know the all of the trauma that is happens to soldiers these people that are supposedly adults all of that trauma that soldiers get when they survive war we are doing to children on a regular basis we are raising generations of traumatized children either they die or they're traumatized and it's so rare that any of them ever get out without seeing any of that and it's all in an effort to make sure manufacturers of tools specifically designed to end life maintain their profits That is, profits are the most important thing. And people, it is a myth that people mean anything to anybody in this country. (coughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Uh, The way they're chosen is kind of crazy. Like, these kids have no idea. You would think that maybe it's like, oh, it's the problem kids that are chosen. But we see how these kids were before. Right we There's a basketball game that's regularly flashback to, and we see how they're like happy, how they're friends, how everybody on the sidelines. a very like Disney movie type of joyous situation when they were kids, and then now they're being randomly taken to this thing to participate in this battle royale, right? And they have no idea, right? They' just think they're going on a field trip, they're on a bus. They bus gets gassed. Right. So these kids are all passed out. They end up on an island. Right. And they find out their teacher from seventh grade is the one like one of the kids stabbed him, like cut him with a knife at school once. So now apparently like this teacher is getting revenge, I guess. I don't know. One of the kind of aspects, the teacher's relationship with these students is a bit ambiguous at times. Um, and almost feels like it's this cathartic nature for this teacher to get revenge on these students that he wasn't able to beat up in class when they were acting up and all these things right a, a teacher that that yearned for corporal punishment um, in in schools uh, plus there's a couple transfer students they call them um, but the movie gets pretty pretty much just gets right to the point right here you're all here uh, you're gonna go kill each other there are no rules the only one left survives there is like a training video that's super upbeat which is kind of the contrast of that is very funny but also very similar to japanese kind of culture and things that that bright happy cheery kind of a presenter. Uh, but presenting this brutal, vicious, kind of horrific thing that these kids are all about to participate in. Um, they're all wearing these exploding collars, which all look cool, right? They look stylish and slick, and, like, and like they definitely look like they... Uh, sure, they can kill you. Uh, they, random zones, like the island they're on is gridded off, and, like, little sections of the grid become uh, zones that... Uh, Are danger zones that if you're in them the collar will go off right there's a three-day limit so you can't just hang out forever um right so they if everybody if if the if it gets to three days everybody dies so somebody has to win before that and the winner gets to go home uh it started with 41 kids uh and they all start to die i mean they start to die even before they get there right teacher kills one of them um when this game starts there's a lot of romeo and juliet kind of double suicides obviously makes complete sense that that would be like there's for so many of these kids they do not want to kill their classmates right they would rather just kill themselves to not participate in the violence Or they try and form groups to be nonviolent and try to survive that way. Like, so so many of these kids, their first instinct is to not be violent and to just try and survive and to try and be nice to each other, right? But, of course, they are forced in many ways to do it. One of the ways is these two older guys, these transfer students, right, clearly ringers brought in um, to force the action, They have their own special bags. Like everybody's given a bag of like utility stuff and are randomly given an object that could be a wetman or could be a a pot lid, you know, or binoculars or a GPS. So, and of course, these guys have guns. One of them volunteered just because he's bloodthirsty and he just wants to kill more people. Um, But both are kind of intended to force the action. Right. To force kids to kill each other instead of just not doing anything and maybe waiting out the three days. Right. Which maybe if there was a prequel, it'd be interesting to see like the first version of this where like the kids before they had the ringers, before they did implemented certain things were like like maybe there's a version of this movie of of the Battle Royale games where they, you know, a bunch of them don't kill each other and after three days they're like let's just end it we gotta we gotta rework the rules on this thing right and then the other guy survived he was the last one to live he it was him and his girlfriend and in that moment she tried to kill him but then he killed her and she gave him this smile and said these words and because of that he'd always wanted to go back to try and understand why she said those things right so for him it's more of a personal journey to understand why his girlfriend was happy in that moment that he just killed her right and he's like helping these kids which does make sense because they are they're not really a threat like like I said one has binoculars the other has like a has a pot lid so kind of makes sense um some of the weapons uh the two that had like i said they pot lid and, and binoculars eventually like as people die they collect the weapons that their victims had right so by the end everybody's got like the most used weapons to make murder the easiest which are obviously all guns right it's not surprising that when all these kids trying to survive have the choice of any of the weapons given whether it's bow and arrows or sickles or tasers or a gps obviously guns are the number one thing people use to kill people because that is exactly what guns are designed to do they are specifically designed to make ending life as easy as possible so of course that is what they would end up with Or the show. And make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to Inspiredisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening. And we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. Versus some people, like I said, they have different types of weapons. Uh, Great performances by the leads... Right? Seeing like tragedy after tragedy, also getting super beat up, seeing this kid just get beat up and like trying to survive. You know, it's, it's like I said, so many action movies, we're used to seeing adults get brutalized and trying to survive a situation. But in this movie, because they are all kids, it, it takes on a completely different type of emotion in a way that no other movies do. You have the scene in the lighthouse with the girls who are all trying to be uh, nonviolent violent when they, they save the lead guy, who's Shuya, when they save him and bandage him up because he's really hurt. And then you see how even in that group, when paranoia is involved, when you can't trust and she wants to go poison this kid that thinks that he's responsible for killing somebody else, in which case it was an accident, she accidentally poisons one of the other girls, and it escalates. Just like I watched the movie I'm talking about on Friday, Bodies, 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 the horror movie that just came out. Very similar thing where, like, having people who don't aren't honest with each other, who keep secrets, add paranoia to that, also add weapons to that, um, and it never ends well. You're not going to end... Like, people aren't mentally no humans no there's no group of humans that if you put them in a confined space with weapons will survive given a long enough timeline it just will not happen paranoia seeps in brain people's brains play tricks on them and i hear so many people try and compare like if i was on an island with five of my buddies, we would never have any problems except for like, that's the most, like you would go insane being, spending like a week with your, a, a buddy and having nothing, being trapped with a buddy at all times. Like it, people always go insane. Always paranoia always creeps in mental, our brains play tricks on us constantly. And to think that you're magically going to be super cool with people in this fictional reality where you're stuck on an island together is just its just ignorant and it's bullshit because that's just not how people have proven to act in any situation. There is no beautiful kumbaya situation that exists. And in this lighthouse scene is a great great example great illustration of that of how just a simple thing could just it's just a domino being knocked over just like the the amount of trust needed for guns to be safe is just an unrealistic thing to expect of people it's just you can't trust. it's like there's nobody is trustworthy to that extent and it's so bullshit to think that they are. And it's all it's all selfish. They all they all argue to trust everybody because they want to be trusted. They don't care about everybody. They want the guns to protect themselves from everybody they think is the threat. Anyway. Um. <clears throat> and it's it that scene also feels like what Republicans in this country want to do, pro-gun people want to do. They want everybody to be armed. And we see what happens when people have guns and they're scared. It just takes one thing to happen, one event to happen, and it just escalates and the dominoes fall. And it's just, you can't, it's a house of cards. You can't trust that everybody's going to be responsible at all times everywhere. People don't turn into John Wick right? Guns don't protect you from being shot. They don't. They don't protect you from being shot. They're, it's insane to think owning a gun would stop anybody from being able to shoot you. All it does is maybe you'd be able to shoot them first. Maybe. It just allows you to kill other people. That's all guns do. They allow you to kill other people. They don't protect. They are not a defensive tool. They are an offensive tool. Then you have like a group of kids who use a generator and laptops. They're trying to like figure out a way to survive, you know, realizing the necklaces have a mic, you know, using technology, understanding technology in a way to try and hack the system, using technology to survive. You have the incel who's trying to force himself uh, with this, this other girl to have sex with him, right? shooting an arrow at her and just missing her and then seeing the like her face as she like stabs him in the dick like and seeing what some of these kids have had to deal with the traumas they've had to deal with and the abuse they've had to deal with even before these games and seeing how those things manifest themselves in the games themselves there's also a scene where a a head gets thrown through a window and has a grenade in it kind of some crazy action scenes in this movie um, and again flashbacks to seeing all these kids before they were chosen right playing basketball all super happy and I love that this movie takes place on like an actual location right they're on an island it feels like they're on an island there's long like super wide shots of these kids like exploring the island and going different places right there's abandoned buildings that they go into so it really feels like it's an island that used to have people living on it but it was shut down for this person you also have like the military base and like kind of the the outposts of the people who are on the outside trying to maintain this you know that everything is working to to you know these kids stay on the island and that you know all of these things are happening like it really kind of brings everything to feel very real um, like this could actually happen. Um, they have updates that are every six hours. on At six, uh, six o'clock and twelve o'clock. So four, four things uh, a day. Um, telling them wh- who died. Playing music. Which are things that completely ripped off by the Hunger Games movies. Um, and instead of like a lot of the Battle Royale games. Where you have a constricting circle. Um, this you have uh, grids squares portions of the grid um that are labeled as danger zones and they announce those danger zones and if you're in one of those danger zones after the time it becomes a danger zone your necklace will explode right then there's like the confusing stuff there's a dream sequence with the teacher and one of the students eating like a popsicle on the, the some bank of a river very weird thing there's one of a like uh or that same teacher later shows up in the battle royale thing, like just shows up where these kids are, the girl that he has this dream about and then gives her an umbrella. Right. Didn't really make sense at all. You know, maybe it was referring to him being like grooming her on some level. um, But it didn't really show. It wasn't explicit about this. It's very weird. Right. Very. It's like very much like how Drake has, a lot of relationships with young entertainers and it's just like nothing's come out about it but it's really weird that this old guy has all of these open friendships close friendships with all of these underage girls so I don't I don't get what the movie is I don't know if the movie is trying to imply something or maybe I just missed something but that was the kind of the confusing aspect of the movie um but after watching all the hunger games movies i really couldn't help but compare um to watching this obviously is the reason why i wanted to watch this um and it's it's the hunger games took the for anybody wondering what the similarities were hunger games clearly took the announcement music um and listing off who died uh there's no need for over-the-top sci-fi stuff in this or video game type styled events to kind of push people into an intended direction this movie handles it in a very believable way that makes complete sense and not unlike the movies that make no sense makes like they're so over the top and ridiculous none of it makes sense the relationships in this movie make far more sense and feel far more real than in the hunger games the motivations and actions of the characters in this movie make complete sense unlike the hunger games that are absolutely baffling in every moment um and also just kind of the way the tech is used with the zones and everything else uh and the collars completely make sense in this versus the movies like they make things so overly ridiculous that none of them feel legitimate in any way which is kind of a bummer um but the majority of the kids try to be peaceful which I really appreciate like it's I I like seeing that like that is you know it could easily have been like in the Hunger Games where it's just like instantly these kids try and fight each other and kill each other in this like you see everybody immediately trying to be for the most part there's a few that don't but for the most part and the ones that don't are like scared and terrified that they are doing these violent things everybody else is trying to do peaceful things trying to survive or help other people to survive or just kill themselves and so they don't have to commit violence um so i i enjoy that aspect of it you know it speaks to a lot of issues that kids sadly have to deal with uh in a way that just seems excessive in the movie but again if you were to compare it to the reality of what kids have to deal with in america in 2023 like we would have less deaths in kids if we could swap realities um it also kind of felt like a war movie at times right you have not only which kind of the hunger games touched on mildly the trauma that comes from witnessing people you know and love being killed around you or just witnessing people being killed around you is traumatic enough and how that can traumatize you um Regardless, I thought this was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. I'm interested to see what the next one is. I was when looking for this, doing mild research for this one, I noticed that the lead actor, the, one of the survivors of this one, is in the next one. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Maybe he's one of the transfer students that comes back. Um, which at the end of this one, three kids survive, right? That one... Well, no, I, he may have died. Um, but the two kids survive... The two ones that were kind of in love, I guess. Um, and you see them kind of, they're now wanted for murder. Because, of course. So now they're kind of on the run in hiding. So we'll see. Maybe that plays into why he's back. Like Maybe he got caught and that's why he's back in it. Who knows? I'm interested to see what it is uh, out of any anything. Uh, but thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Battle Royale. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder if you're watching these episodes. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspiredisordercom slash plus.